Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Careful making wishes in a dark, dark, can't be so when it hit that rock and the sides in the mean, mean time. I'm just dreaming of tearing you That is hammered out to deep left field. Forget about it. Big fly for Mike Trout and the Angels have tied this one up and won. Hey, I'm Trent Rush. This is Brandon Marsh, the Los Angeles Angels and 66ers baseball. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. I'm Tori Hunter Jr. You're listening to the All Angels Podcast. And welcome to another edition of the All Angels Podcast. I am Dan Garcia, and I'm joined, of course, by... Chris, the curator Johnson. And our special guest uh, this episode, and if you know me at all, I am a huge Marvel and Disney fan. And so I figured, why not bring a guy that's worked in both and is also an Angel fan? So I want to bring in the directive, directive creator of Marvel-themed entertainment and, of course, Angel fan, uh, Brian Crosby. How you doing, Brian? I'm good, man. Thanks so much for having me. It's great to be here with you guys. This is, this is awesome, finally. We've yeah. been talking for a long time about this. Yeah, it's great to uh, meet up, you know, even like we were mentioning before we went on through Zoom, but, you know, maybe one day or uh, we can do this in person at Halo Haven. I'm sure that's we can put that on the book. So, Brian, one of the reasons why we wanted to bring you on there, not only just because you're an Angel fan, opening days around the corner, but you've done some work with uh, Tops Digital, I believe, and yep. um, did a card. I'll bring it up. That's the Mike Trout card. Uh, I guess so. the first question is, how did this come about? How did this start? Who, who approached, approached you? Who first? And, you know, what was the process to this whole, to this whole, uh, this whole card? Yeah, sure thing. So uh, one of my responsibilities at Marvel is I oversee kind of live events and partnerships and things like that. Um, and that's, that includes conventions and also kind of our pro sports relationships. So uh, anytime we do like a Marvel superhero day or something like that, at one of the stadiums, we've done it up in San Francisco and San Diego, San Diego, and various other places around the country uh, and around the world, frankly. Um, and so, uh, sports is kind of you know one of the things I've become uh, heavily involved in, and we have a an existing relationship with uh, Tops to essentially do these. If I may use the term, kind of a Marvelized version of some of these professional athletes, and uh, so I get I get sent to me this list of players that we're going to have artists draw and we're going to do these uh tops digital baseball cards for the tops bunt uh app and i see this list and i see mike trout on the list and you know i mean i'm a life lifelong halo fan and so uh i you know the first thing i said is like look awesome i love this idea but my second question is what artist is drawing the mike trout card <laughs> <laughs> And they said, uh, they said, we haven't assigned it to anybody yet. And I said, I would just like to throw my hat into the ring to go ahead and do the do the trout. Dibs. Yeah, I'll, I'll call that one right now. And uh, they're like, yeah, go for it. So uh, so that's how it started. And uh, I did some sketches and uh, 
you know, I mean, this it was crazy to have this blending of, you know, things that I love with with Marvel and art. And then, of course, Angels Baseball and uh, and Mike Trout. And, and you know, th- that day of like researching images of Mike Trout was like probably the coolest day of, of work. Um, and uh, did a few sketches, sent them off to Tops and, and MLB and I think eventually made their way to the Angels. Uh, take a look at it. And uh, and this was where we landed. And it was actually kind of um, I mean, obviously, this is the Angels iconography in there, but it's very inspired by the uh, the character Angel from the say, Yeah. Yeah. So if you look at some of the older costumes that Angel wore, he actually had a halo uh, in the in the center of his chest. And so that gave me the idea to put the the Angels logo there and then go with the wings and the whole bit. Was he the first comic character? Um, that you thought of or because you know there's been comparisons like if if mike trout was a superhero he'd be like you know captain america kind of deal but but was angel your first kind of idea to go to uh, go to when you're designing this well i mean obviously the name angel you know certainly popped into my head and uh you know when i when i do these kinds of uh these kinds of activations or pieces of art I, i not only think about the player but also the iconography of the of the team Right. And like team colors and, you know, team icons and things like that. So that's why I worked in the big A, you know, the halos lit up the whole bit. Um, and, and I insisted that the halo had to be lit up when I, I said, no. It's not. <laughs> um, and uh, and so I, I look at all that. So when I started thinking about putting wings on them, it, you know, I, I gravitated towards the character Angel um, and took some took some inspiration from that. But uh, it, it was just a ton of fun to do. Love doing it. Yeah. So, Brian. Do you know if Mike Trout's actually seen this, uh, your rendition or your card? So I, I, I don't know. I think so. Um, so uh, Taylor Cole, um, if you guys remember Taylor Cole, is kind mm-hmm. of a family friend. Um, he, was, he was actually signed by my brother. My brother is a scout for the Toronto Blue Jays. Oh, wow. Uh, oh, wow. And uh, he signed Taylor Cole uh, a while back. And so he's, like I said, kind of a family friend. And you know, we shot it over to Taylor, and I believe he sent it to Mike. So um, – I, I don't know if through the approval process, Mike has to look at it. I know the angels looked at it, but uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I, I, I tagged him in everything. I was hoping maybe I'd get it. <laughs> you know. So can you kind of explain uh, just for the average fan, like what's the difference between like a Digicon exclusive card? Can I actually collect this card in the physical format or is it just something that's uh, digital? Man, I, I really hope so. I hope at some point we can do these as physical cards. I know that's that's a pipe dream and something we've all talked about. But uh, for right now, it's, it's digital. So you, you collect them through the Topps uh, Bunt app. I don't know if you guys are into digital baseball cards. Yeah. But it's, it's really actually pretty fun. You know, it's kind of scratches the, the collector's itch. Um, and uh, you can get rewards and play games and things like that through the through the app. And they, they took not just that finished piece of art that you showed there, but but also kind of my early sketches and showed my process, showed the inks and then the final colors. So you can get different versions of the card as you collect. So you like, you can get a motion card that shows the transition from sketch all the way to uh, wow. finish. Yeah. So before you took on this uh, Mike Trout kind of concept, um, you know, cover art, like, was that something like you kind of did maybe even growing up? I know you're from the orange County all, lifelong yeah. angels fan as a kid or in your teens or even, you know, a few years back, were you kind of like sketching, you know, players, maybe the stadium? Is that something that you do? Maybe you had a game on a napkin, maybe like, you know, <laughs> somewhere around the ballpark and the club level or something like that. 
Yeah, yeah. Back when I would keep score at the games, my my uh, my my scorecard was very illustrative. Uh, uh, yeah, a little bit. I mean, I, I remember you know looking at some of my old art when I was a kid. You know, uh, I certainly drew my fair share of Wally Joyner drawings back in. Oh, cool. Yeah. You, um, you know, did stuff like that. You know, it was funny because I I played I played baseball in high school, and I was when I was on the baseball team. I was I was also the guy who was kind of an art and had this like art geeky side, <laughs> but then I'd go to the like art people and I was the jock. I was the guy who played baseball. So I kind of never quite fit in and, and, uh, in either group. A little bit on, on both sides of, exactly. of, of this, of the spectrum. Exactly. What, what was, what was your first memory at angel stadium? Is there a memory that kind of stands out to you more so than others? First memory at Angel Stadium. I, I mean, g- going to Angel Games has been a part of my my whole life. Uh, I mean, my you know baseball's in my blood. Uh, my my dad was a player in the '70s. He was a utility infielder. Ed Crosby played with uh, St. Louis Cardinals and Cleveland Indians and uh, Cincinnati Reds, and then became a scout later on. And my you guys probably know my brother Bobby. Uh, he was the, he was the, he was the rookie of the year 2004 with the A's. Are you kidding me? Uh, yeah, so that, that's, that's my I had a, I had two Bobby Crosby game used bats in the garage. I I gave to an uh, an A's fan re- <laughs> there about you a couple go. years ago. Wow, I had no idea yeah, the connection. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's, wow. that's cool. And, and my other brother Blake is the scout with Toronto. So and I'm an Angel fan. So uh, yeah. so baseball's wow. in the blood. But uh, so I mean, we we grew up going to the games, going going to Angel Stadium. I think uh, if I can, gosh. I don't even know what my first memory is of, of going to the game. I mean, so my dad is a scout. He would, he would be able to get tickets behind home plate. So we would go and, you know, uh, I, I believe we went to one of the playoff games in, in 86. Um, yeah. I th- yeah. Yeah. I believe. Uh, yeah. Yes, I did. I did go to one. of the. <laughs> I don't remember which one. It's, I mean, it's like, it's just a blur. Cause like, yeah. it was always just part of my, my upbringing for sure. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best 
to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Searching for NBA playoff coverage? We've got you. The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, gives you an inside look into the world of sports. Hosted by former NBA sharpshooter and Duke legend J.J. Redick and sports writer Tommy Alter, The Old Man and the Three offers unprecedented access to the league. Tommy and J.J. discuss the NBA and interview some of the biggest names in the league, like Devin Booker and Luka Doncic. NBA final season is the perfect time to dive in, and you can listen to The Old Man and the Three wherever you get your podcasts. To hear episodes brought to you by BMW. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. And just around the corner, we have MLB Baseball. Bet Online covers everything from award shows, TV shows, and even reality TV. Real-time updates, odds, and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. This is the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. 
Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Okay, so um, I threw you off with Bob with the Bobby Crosby. Yeah, <laughs> Bobby Crosby, my head's blown right now. Um, <laughs> I guess, I guess, uh, you know, just Crosby last name, pretty, you know, like Johnson. It's like, oh, it's pretty common. Right. Uh, I didn't right. make that connection. Have I? But you know, no relation to Bubba. Bubba is yeah. not. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so I come from a very talented family. Uh, we actually met Brian, kind of crazy, two times at spring training. Right. I want to say about five years ago. I remember walking along the co- concourse on the first base side. And I think it was at Peoria. Sur- surprise, I think it was. Surprise or Peoria, right. one of those yeah, two. Yeah. Um, he's walking right. by, he recognized us. Uh, we gave him some of the giveaways we traditionally do. And then kind of fast forward, I think about two years ago. It had to be two years ago. I think we, we saw him on the backfields back over at yeah. mm-hmm. Tempe. You'll see the um, years ago, yep. And connected with That's him again. So, yeah, it was, yeah, it was it's like years, a... Yeah. So just, um, again, you know, spring training is the time to kind of connect with fans. And um, it's yeah. been nice to kind of get to know you and then kind of see the process. And I know uh, it was about a year ago, I think you said, hey, I got something cool coming out. You know, just be on the lookout. And then all of a sudden you <laughs> drop that. So, <laughs> um, yeah. so it's kind of cool to see the intersection of baseball and comic books. And um, Daniel, if you want to throw up that, Luis Polonia. So I go. guess I guess uh, comic books and baseball have always had this kind of a weird marriage. So if you remember those Halo magazines, especially oh, yeah. when we, like I'm a you know I, I was kind of going to the stadium right around the same time as you were. Uh, Halo magazines were a staple. You had to have them. They always were known for these. Like the graphics were so cool or quirky. They connected to pop culture, but um, that Luis Polonia and that looks more like a DC comic. Not yeah. Marvel, but um, I, I won't, I won't, I won't ding you for that. But that's okay. Yeah. It's yeah. like mentioning the Dodgers in front of an Angel fan. Again. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know. But um, yeah, so I, I think there's something about comics and uh, you know, card, you know, just cartoon work in general uh, yeah. that connects even within baseball. I went in the garage and I found this ball. I don't know if you guys can see it, but it's like all comic book themed, like Mike Trout with the, you know, the classic pow or bam or bang and all that stuff. So, um, awesome. yeah, it just it's kind of cool how you could connect your two uh, kind of like your two interests and how it works within baseball and the, and how both are so um, so much a part of uh, pop culture in America. So I think it's really, really neat to see how you take both your loves and how you had that opportunity. I meant, geez, I, I can't imagine going to work and like, they're like, Oh, you know, Oh, we're going to do a uh, baseball theme. And like, Oh, Mike Trout, nobody took Mike Trout. Really? Like, <laughs> well, well I, I got to see the list first. So I had, I had oh, yeah. it. Gonna go. I just say, you're a creative director. I think you pull rank on all those guys. You're <laughs> like taking Mike Trout. Thank you very yeah. much. There's actually quite a few baseball fans at at, at Marvel. Um, you know, there you know a lot of a lot of guys in New York, a lot of Mets fans, uh, you know, some Yankee fans, things okay. like that. And then, um, and so uh, and I actually got my job. Uh, you know, had a you know a little something to do with my my abilities, but you know a lot to do with my <laughs> affinity for baseball. Um, you know, when I was working at, I was a designer. I was a concept designer at, at Walt Disney Imagineering for about ten years, kind of designing theme park attractions and things like that. And uh, uh, I got to know Joe Casada, who is the chief creative officer at the time, kind of legendary Marvel creator. 
And uh, he and I, once Disney or once Disney purchased Marvel, I was working on all kinds of different Marvel projects. And uh, and Joe and I just really hit it off, became great friends. And he's a huge baseball fan. So what we really connected on was baseball. Like we, we, you know, he, he was in town. We, you know, go to an angel game. In fact, we came out with a line of comic books called Disney kingdoms, which were comics based on the Disney theme park attractions. Okay. We pitched Joe the idea at, at angel stadium, you know, <laughs> we, you know, so we went after D 23 expo. We went over to the stadium, caught the game and I had my hidden agenda of pitching him this idea. So yeah, yeah that's a great and, uh, business. Uh, you know, let's write it off as a business meeting <laughs> of the game. It, it works out perfect. I wish there's a way I can figure. That and, out. and then, and then, like being in Anaheim, like Disney and the Angels obviously had this always this symbiotic relationship. It's, you, na- it's natural. Like they used to have Disney Disney Day where you paid admission to Disneyland and you also got an Angels ticket. So you went to the park all day. And for like three bucks, then you went to the Angel game. And like there's all sorts of like, you know, Walt at, you know, throwing out the first pitch at, you know, Angel Stadium. So and then also once they purchased it and then kind of the cartoon logo that came as a result. So, yeah. Well, I mean, you mentioned in Halo magazine, one of my my I think one of my one of my favorite covers was Wally Joyner in the front of the Sleeping Beauty Castle with all the Disney characters. Uh Um, and I still have that one to this day. That, that one was fun. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of was our thing before, you know, obviously COVID shut a lot of this stuff down with me and my wife, we would go out to Disneyland Saturday before the, you know, six o'clock game or seven o'clock game. We would spend, you know, get there around 11 o'clock, leave there around four, go tailgate at the angel stadium, then go back in. So it's, yeah, like Chris said, they've always had that connection and, and they still do to a point because that, that, uh, Mickey out in front of, uh, Angel yeah. Stadium is still there from the, from the All Star game, you know, a few years back. Um, what are your thoughts? And this has always kind of been a topic, a running topic here at uh, you know All Angels podcast about the uh, periwinkled kind of designed uh, <laughs> uniforms. What what is your kind of thought about that? Uh, I mean, it, it was a, it was a different uh, different era. It wasn't my you know I'm, I'm not going to lie. It wasn't my <laughs> um, I, I do own one of the you know one, one of those hats. Um, but uh, you know, I'm kind of an old school, you know, Halo guy. Uh, you know, the 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 19 logo they used in the 80s was kind of my favorite, 70s and 80s. Okay. Uh, but you know, Perry Winkle had his place. It was it was fun for a little while. <laughs> the fun experiment. The uh, pseudo sleeveless jerseys that weren't yes. quite sleeveless. Um, you know, hey, you, know what, you know, we can criticize the Perry Winkle all the live long day, but what we got out of it was a beautiful renovation. Rock, uh, Yep. Yeah, we got we got a you know which Walt Disney Imagineering uh, oversaw that and uh, right. and that and so mm-hmm. we got we got a beautiful renovation, got Edison Field out of that, which of course we now know as Angel Stadium in Anaheim. But um, so there were there were some there were some good things. We had we had yeah. a rough and you know it was so when you yeah so when you look at it like in Major League Baseball, I don't think there's a stadium that's uh, so thematic with the rock pile that connects to. The region, the landscape, the lore with yeah. um, then Angel Stadium or the Big Ed, like you you referenced, right? That Ed, name's yeah. kind of like the name's kind of faded away, but uh, you know the Edison International Field and when the Angels came in and, and uh, you know put that and it's kind of it kind of it has defined our field, just like the big you know the Green Monster in Fenway. We have the Rock Pile, and uh, I kind of go, kind of going to you know how you talked about attractions creating comic books based off attractions, concept art. 
my question for you, and this can be a hard one. If you had to create a attraction, like based off angels baseball, like what would that look like? Like well, I, had I, think- to, I had to create a ride from scratch that embodies the history, <laughs> the imagery, the like the storyline. What is, what is that? What is that like? Well, so we do, a, you know, the way I would approach that, first of all, is I, you, you take the, uh, the and I'm, this is not a pitch, right? So this is, this is, this is off the record. Artie Marino, Artie Marino, yeah. are you, Artie are you Marino. Artie Marino. He's, he's <laughs> watching, I think. I think he's uh, on right now. <laughs> I would say, you know, a, a big part of the, the ride, the ride part is, is the queue. You know, I think that's where we really have, you know, uh, the guests that come to a theme park. That's where you're kind of captive for, for an hour, you know, sometimes more. Um, so we do a lot of our storytelling in that moment. That's where you set up, you know, who, who characters are, what the world is that we're going to be exploring, how we're going to get there, things like that. So I, w- I would have a lot of fun designing that queue, going back into Angel's history, going back to the Los Angeles Angels, going, you know, the, the evolution of the of the logo, the the players, all that, all that have, have come before, the great moments in Angel's history. And then I think, I think it's got to be a flying experience. If you think, you know, <laughs> yeah. At the at the uh, at the stadium, they used to do this this uh, entry where or this intro on the on the on the jumbotron where like the ball was like flying through all the different uh, stadiums and things like that, and then it ultimately ended up you know at at Angel Stadium. I would maybe do something like that. So kind of like uh, are you talking about like soaring California or like soaring over the world kind of thing? Yeah, we'll be soaring over uh, Angel Stadium. Um, <laughs> and, uh, we get to feel like we're on, you know, the trajectory of a baseball flying past a baseball. We circle the halo, you know, things like that. Um, but I think it's got it's got to end in a fireworks show at the end. There you um, go. And so we could really that that would be a lot of fun. Now that now that I'm saying this out loud, I want to do this. this is <laughs> and then obviously too, you know, one of the big questions coming forward with the Angels is is the stadium itself, and you know, like you mentioned, there's so many. Ch- there's, you know, they got the renovation from Disney and there's so much of this and that kind of, you know, even your own personal memories kind of inside of it as a fan, you know, obviously they haven't said if they're going to build a new one, just revamp the old one. But as a fan, what would you want them to do with the stadium, build a new one or just kind of revamp the one that's already there? Um, I think I, I would, I wouldn't want to lose the one that's already there. I think, you know, I think there, there's something to be said, especially in baseball. Um, I, I don't know that the same level for uh, for nostalgia is felt in maybe other sports. Maybe it is. I don't know. I'm, I'm a baseball fan. So, I mean, I, I think history and baseball history is a big part of big part of our affinity for the sport. Um, so I think losing the stadium in its entirety, I, I, I don't know that I would be a, as big a fan of that. I think some of the stuff they've been showing uh, looks really intriguing. I think building out the, the surrounding area. Um, you know, uh, finding new ways for people to engage around the stadium. I, you know, I think, uh, you know, figuring out, you know, I, I think we do have one of the more accessible ballparks in the country, yeah. you know, as far as parking goes. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, more, more grass area, areas you can play, areas you can, you can tailgate. I mean, you mentioned spring training. Uh, I mean, that, that's become really one of my favorite, yeah. more recent traditions is, you know, taking my sons and I, I go with my buddy Jeff and we, we go out to, and he has his boys. And we do a little father-son outing to uh, to Tempe every year. It's it's like our bonding bonding trip, and you know, a big part of that is going down to those minor league fields and playing pickle on the grass and things like that. So I think having a little more space to 
to play and, you know, kind of before the game and create a little bit more of uh, culture and community around the stadium is really what I would be in favor of. But, I, you know, certainly upgrading things in the stadium, too. Um, but I wouldn't want to lose the, the stadium completely. That's just me. No, I think that's a lot of people, too, is like and like you mentioned, there's stuff we can obviously upgrade in the stadium, but the memories are still going to be there even if you, you know, polish it up a little bit, if you will. So I think that's a lot of people. Yeah. Now kind of getting to the on the field um, product, if you will, kind of, you yeah. know, we went through your Instagram and we found these uh, concept uniforms. And for the uh, podcast listeners, you can find these on his Instagram. We'll put the put his Instagram tag in the description. But um, kind of talk about, you know, how often do you think about, you know, what would you like to see the Angels? Like, is this kind of a normal thing or is it just was that just kind of a spur of the moment? Like, you know what, let me just draw this out. Well, I mean, I don't know. I, th- I think maybe it's always fun to refresh. I mean, we're probably one of the teams that refreshes our logo the most often. You know, we, <laughs> we um, so I thought, you know, you know, what would I do? It was it really kind of started that it was with that that question of like, what would I do if I had the chance to redesign the Angels uniforms? Because it came out of a just a conversation I was having with some friends. And uh, I, I wouldn't, to use a, a phrase, I went through the baby out with the bathwater. I think we got some really cool things going on with the Angels logo right now. One of my favorites, honestly, was in recent memory in the, the 50th anniversary when they used the uh, the gold halo. Yeah. Um, I loved that. And and I thought, what if we brought back the gold halo, which always kind of made more sense to me anyway. So bring back the gold halo. I kind of went with like a cream home uniform. I took the 80s logo, but replaced the A with more of a modern A on the sleeve. And then if you look at the, uh, the, the visiting jerseys there, certainly inspired by like the 93 uniforms where you had the blue lettering um, across the front um, and the solid blue cap. I went back to the blue and red. It's because to me, that's that, that that'll always been my favorite kind of favorite look for the angels for the home uniform. And then for kind of the alternate Jersey, you know, a solid blue, again, you can see really see clearly the gold halo there and then not losing the red cap either. So what I tried to do is really touch on some of my favorite looks from uh, Angels history. I toyed with the idea of putting the halo on the hat, but I, I restrained. Uh, <laughs> like the old yeah. LA, LA yeah, years yeah. when they had the halo on that on that hat. Yeah, but uh, you know this, and I uh, so I sent this to a few friends, and they they're like, "Dude, I wish they'd do this. Like it looked awesome." <laughs> and so I decided to post it and uh, tagged literally everybody that I could <laughs> I could think of. Uh, hoping maybe maybe somebody would see it. I don't know. Get a but, phone uh, call one day and be like, "Hey, yeah, we, yeah. Like, we like your uh, we like your ideas. We want to bring you in. That would be yeah, yeah. That would really that would be like the feather in the cap is that you pretty much you want you know Disney, love Disney, Marvel, now <laughs> Angels. It's like yeah. the the trifecta will be accomplished. Orange but, County trifecta, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when I played high school baseball, I went to I went to Pacifica High School, and uh, my senior year. Um, we were getting new uniforms and I said, Hey, can I take a crack at designing them? And, uh, and they're like, yeah, sure. Go for it. And so that's pretty much how all my jobs come about. It's like, Hey, is anybody not doing this? Like I'll, I'll go ahead and do it. If, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and so I designed our, our, our high school baseball uniform. So it was, a, it was a lot of fun to do that. Um, and yeah, this would be a blast to do, uh, even just do, this is high level kind of thinking, but I, I really did love when they, when they did the gold logo or the gold halo for the, uh, the 50th yeah i think i think one of the biggest things that i'm loving when i was looking at this is that navy blue alternate yeah, um, that's 
that's from the CA years, right? You remember that CA right. with, the, with the red right. piping, and I, that's something yeah. that we lost. We always go with that red jersey, and I'm like, I'm not. It's okay, but I'm not yeah. feeling it. Uh, we need the navy blue red bill combo on the hat. We need that. If right. I was in charge of uniforms, the players would hate me because we would wear <laughs> nothing but wool. We'd wear all oh, wool. God, we'd and wear hundred degree. Oh, you yeah. know, August 100%. Sunday yeah. games. Oh, Chris, yeah, you're all, you're a man after my own heart, brother. All this dry fit stuff annoys me. <laughs> um, like, yeah, I would go Tim McAuliffe, uh, original nineteen sixties. Oh, uniform. They'd be wearing that K and M uh, hat they wore in the early sixties. Yeah, I love it. I well, love obviously it. too. Love, like, yeah. and I'm pretty sure the times they Brian, you've come across Chris at spring training. He probably was wearing his Halo Haven uh, wool jersey. jersey, and it, and it probably was like eighty something degrees out there. One hundred percent. Yeah, whether that that game, I don't whether it was Peoria, I don't remember. Surprise. That's that's how. I mean, I I, I yeah, didn't I know. It was it was the wool Halo Haven jersey. I'm like, boom, Halo Haven. I I listen to you guys. <laughs> no, that's funny. So, kind of you now. Obviously, like we mentioned, as we record this, we're two days away from opening day. So let's yeah. talk a little bit about the team as we see it right now. How do you feel about the team? How do you feel about you know their off season and and kind of everything going forward um, into the season? You know, I mean, I I'm I'm a pretty optimistic guy. You know, I I, I I'm excited about the team. Uh, I, I recognize that that maybe 2022 might be even a little more interesting with some some money opening up to play with. Um, uh, Perry Perry Manesian is a is a friend of my brother's, you know, um, and so he says he has good things to say about Perry and and that we should all be very excited about Perry. So I'm, so I'm maybe Perry. Perry's watching this instead of Artie. Who knows? Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I'm excited about Perry and 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 some of the moves he's making. They really seem to be building. Uh, culture, which is what I felt like Sosha had, you know, you really see that at spring trainings, you see that, that culture yeah. and you see them joking around and having fun and making bets on who can, who can bunt the ball to hit the trash can and throw, <laughs> you know, bucket of balls or whatever. And, uh, and, uh, you know, I, I love that we have Joe Madden in there. You know, I think, uh, our lineup is second to none. Like, uh, you know, I think we're, we're going to be, we're going to bang. Um, as far as pitching, We'll see. Right. I mean, we made there's some interesting moves, even some moves happening last night. You know, Perry, you know, at the buzzer, trying some, you know, trying some stuff out. Uh, I don't think, you know, we got the the big name that maybe a lot of us were, were maybe hoping for. But I think there's certainly some interesting things happening there. And I like what they're trying to build on. Um, and, uh, you know, we have a tough division. Oakland's going to be tough always. Houston's going to be tough. Um, but, you know, I think. If things things work out right, I think we're going to be moving in the right direction and might be able to you know find ourselves in the postseason. So I'm 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 optimistic about it. I'm excited. You know, it's it's spring. Everybody looks great. You know, um, <laughs> you know, we're Shohei, all yeah, we're all undefeated right now. For sure. I know, I know. So you know, <laughs> I, I I'm I'm excited. I love some of the young players. You know, I think I think Joe Adele. I think he's going to find himself. You know, I know he's struggled in the outfield. Um, for sure, but I'm excited for a full year of Shohei again. Um, you know, Trout's going to be Trout. You know, and uh, I'm big on Jose Iglesias. I I think, I mean, I, I mean, obviously the plays that he's made defensively, he he looks phenomenal. It, you know, it's comparable to Anderson Simmons, um, but uh, I think he's going to be just a tremendous addition. So I, I'm excited. I'm excited about the season, and man, just can't wait to get out there and watch a game at Angel Stadium again. More than anything. 
did you go to the spring training at all this year? Oh yeah, yeah, I just oh, got yeah. back. How how, how was that? I mean, because obviously you've been there um, when everything's normal and you have full access yeah. to the backfield or you have access to the players. How was it different this year than obviously in years past? Uh, well, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. You know, not having access to the to the backfields uh, was a huge bummer. I mean, like that's that's one of you know my my boys and that's one of our favorite things to do is go look at the prospects and. Like I said, go down there and, you know, they're usually, you know, playing pickle or getting foul balls and from from different guys. They, they usually walk away with five or six foul balls and they're pretty pumped. And so not having that was a bummer, um, not having the access to the players and you know, you know, my kids watching them on the autograph hunt and things like that. Um, but we had we hadn't seen live live baseball in a long time. So being able to be at the stadium and uh get a dog and a, and a, and a diet Coke was, was pretty cool. So I'm, uh, I, I was, I was good just, just being out there and, and, uh, and watching baseball, but it was different for sure. You know, it's been a different year. It's been yeah, exactly. It's been a, just a different yeah. year in general. Exactly. So, you know, I, I've asked this to the people that I've had on to that cover different teams, but I'm going to ask you too and see what your opinion is. And obviously the predicting a, winner or what your team's record's going to be is really hard because injuries come up and, and all that stuff. But for the team that wins the AL West, and, and you mentioned there's, you know, some players in there, how many wins do you think that would take to win the AL West? Well, I mean, I think you got to be, I think you got to be in the, in the high nineties at least. Um, I, I think it's going to be a tough division. Um, so I think, I think if we can find ourselves in that, in that territory, I'd like to see for, the first time in a long time, get off to a really good start. Yeah. Like, <laughs> That's been, yeah, the MLS for a while. It, it does feel like we kind of stumble out of the gate. And then, and then we always finish strong, just like a few games short. And you're like, dude, yeah. if you could have just pulled this, you know, pulled out a couple more wins in April or May, that would have been sweet. Um, so, you know, I think I'd like to see us get off to a, a good start and not feel like we're playing catch up all summer long. Yeah. So, uh, before you leave, I, I, I know you're a busy guy. You run marble kind of entertainment, anything that falls within those boundaries worldwide. You talked about setting up, you know, events at baseball games, trade shows, Comic-Con. It goes yeah. on and on. So what is the typical day in the life of Brian Crosby look like? <laughs> I just kind of want to know. Well, well, like I, I got to build it around whatever the game time is. It's a love. Okay. Love yeah, priorities got to get them straight. So start yeah, with the yeah. game time. Let's build yeah. everything around that. I love it. Yeah. No, exactly. My family knows. My family knows what's up. So, <laughs> uh, no, I, I, you know, a typical day it changes all the time, which is kind of what I like. You know, I, I, I get, I don't want to get bored. You know, I, I like being busy. You know, um, at at Marvel, um, we have pretty lean teams, uh, lean organizations, and so you wear a lot of hats. There is a a bit of a uh, New York, New York mentality that's infused into okay. Marvel, kind of like you know we're gonna move fast, we're gonna have short meetings, we're gonna get stuff done, you know we're gonna go go go, and I kind of I kind of thrive on that. I like that. I like that pressure, um, and I'm I'm working on stuff all over the all over the world. I mean whether that's it's Japan cool. or here in the U.S. or Australia. I mean we actually have a Marvel Stadium in Australia, um, <laughs> so I, I oversee some stuff that happens out there. You know, so, I mean, I just never know. I never know what's going to come across my desk. And, and I certainly love when I get to dip back in and, and, and do some artwork and things like that. That's always fun for me. Um, and so uh, 
I like that it's always different. You know, uh, I, you know, like I said, I work with a lot of great partners and, you know, because we have these lean teams, nothing is done. It's, it's never just one person. Like, you know, it's always a, a team effort and, and I'm, I'm blessed to have, to have great coworkers and great partners that, that are all in and wanting to do cool stuff. And, you know, so it's, it's a, it's a great place to work. I loved working at Disney and I, and I love working at Marvel, you know, so it's been, uh, it's been a lot of fun and now I get to do stuff like this and hang out with you guys. There so you go. I'd like to welcome our newest sponsor, eBay sneakers from rare dead stock to the latest releases. You can find the exact sneaker you are looking for on eBay as the original sneaker marketplace. eBay is the place to go. If you want to cop that pair that you've been eyeing and with eBay's guarantee a team of independent professional authenticators perform a rigorous inspection of the sneakers you purchase before they are sent to you. So you can shop confidently knowing your pair is the real deal. And for you sneaker sellers out there, eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers $100 or more, making it free to sell or flip your collection. With the other sites charging as much as 25%, you're going to have a ton of extra cash left for, guess what? More sneakers. Check out ebay.com slash sneakers today. Again, that's ebay.com slash sneakers today. And opening day again, Thursday, uh, yes, April sir. 1st. Do you have any opening day traditions? Um, Opening day traditions. Wow. I think I, I think I probably had more opening day traditions when I was a kid because I was thinking about opening day, you know, like for Little League too. <laughs> and you know, like I was going to do. Um, I don't know that I have any opening day traditions, but it's certainly a day full of baseball. Um, I got, I got, I do a, in addition to my, my regular day job, I, I do a, a, a drawing show. It's on Marvel's, uh, Marvel HQ's YouTube channel and it's called Marvel draw. I teach kids how to draw, not just the kids, but beginning artists and families, how to draw Spider-Man and the Hulk and Captain Marvel and, uh, different icons around the Marvel universe, kind of a step-by-step type thing. Uh, so I'm doing some recording this week, um, and I, I was planning on going down to San Diego and hanging out with my buddy Jeff. Who I mentioned, you know, we go to spring training together. He lives down there, and we we're gonna just watch baseball all day. Um, but uh, I won't be able to do that. But I will be watching baseball all day, but also doing some some video recording and then mixing in some baseball. So it's just gonna be gonna be fun to you know to have baseball back and and. Uh, so no, no, not necessarily any any big traditions. I try to go out to opening day whenever I can, but unfortunately, I won't be able to make it out this year. But you know, I definitely try to hit at least at least one or two home games every month. Is kind of yeah, yeah kind that's of- a good that's a good ratio. That's really good. That's what we try to do too. So before we go, there's one question, Marvel question in our chat, and I want to see what you think of it. Um, the question is: A lot of people felt Disney would commercialize Marvel and lose Stan Lee's original vision. How do you feel about the direction of the dream, Brian? Uh, the direction of the dream. Um, you know, it, it, Disney offers us a lot of great things that we probably wouldn't have otherwise. You think about like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, you think about Marvel in the, in the Disney theme parks. You think about all the things that we've been able to do uh, being part of the Walt Disney Company. So I think I, I think this is exactly how Stan envisioned it. Right. I think Stan saw the comic books as a way to share these characters and these stories with the world. And he was certainly in love with uh, other mediums like, like film and TV. Uh, he probably couldn't have foreseen necessarily where we'd be going, you know, how big the MCU would get, um, you know, the video games, all the different things we're doing. In fact, we were lucky enough to, to have Stan do a cameo in, in two of the attractions I worked on uh, the Iron Man experience in Hong Kong and guardians of the galaxy. Uh, Mission Breakout at California Adventure. We had Stan do a cameo there. So uh, 
I think Stan loved it. I think he loved how big Marvel had had become. Um, and, you know, we at Marvel all recognize that we are standing on the shoulders of giants between uh, people like Stan and Jack Kirby and, and Steve Ditko and so many others. Um, and we're the just the kind of the current torchbearers. And uh, we take that responsibility pretty seriously. So, you know, I'm grateful for the for the job that I have. I know I'm I'm blessed and fortunate and lucky. And um, so I, I don't take a single day for granted, man. I, I just want to work my butt off and, and do the best that I can as long as I as long as I have this little thing uh, that I'm in control of. Yeah, you know, I can go on forever asking questions about Mission Breakout. Me and my wife have been on that ride. I don't know how many times, but um, maybe for another time. So for our listeners and our viewers, if they want to see or uh, see your uh, social media, how do they get a hold of you? Yeah, I'm I'm on I'm on Instagram. I don't really do too many. I don't do the other social media platforms, but I'm on Instagram at uh, Matt Wizard of Cross 23. That's Cross with a Z. Um, and I post art, you know, some of the fun stuff that I do, uh, events and things like that. And sometimes some places I'm going with family and friends and whatnot. But mostly my artwork and Marvel events are, are posted up there. But yeah, that's where yeah. you can check. If you're a Marvel fan or Disney fan, you'll be jealous real quick by checking out his feed. <laughs> I know uh, he posts. That's not the intent. That's not the intent. Yeah, <laughs> he posts premieres of, of either movies or attractions worldwide. And you're just thinking like, wow, what a what a trip that would be. <laughs> Yeah. No, I mean, hey, I'm, I recognize I'm I'm a, I'm fortunate to have this to have this gig right now. So I'm 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 doing the best I can with it, man. And uh, it's just an honor to be here. And you know, what? before before we cut out, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when we've talked about doing this interview for a long time, and I'm just sorry to hear that about the passing of Johnny Mags. You know, loved listening to him. So uh, my my condolences to you guys and his family, of course. And uh, it's unfortunate that he can't be here to chat with us as well. So uh, you know. My heart goes out to all you guys for sure. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Thank you very much for that. Um, yeah, it, you know, and, and I think it's going to be one of those things coming into this season. It's going to be maybe a little more difficult and it's definitely going to be different. But um, the outpouring we got from, you know, fans like you and, and just people in general was really uh, something to see. And it made Chris and I and obviously his family um know and and see what we saw in johnny he was very special so um thank you yeah kind of going back what you said brian about being a torchbearer of stan lee uh, you know uh johnny starting the podcast i think that's what we are right now we're just the torchbearer of you know his his vision and a couple with ours and we can put our creative input and just keep it going. And I think that's what he would want. And that's what Stan Lee would want is for, you know, new minds and to yeah. add to, to the vision and um, everything hey, that, you know, he created. So. Everything you guys do comes from a place of, of, of sincerity and, and genuineness um, and, uh, and just kind of a passion and affinity for, for the angels and angels baseball. Um, and that's, that's what I try to do with, with Marvel. Everything I do comes from a place of what would I do? What would I want to do if, you know, if I were doing this thing, I'm a fan first, you know, baseball angels and of course Marvel uh, and Disney. And so uh, I think, I think the fans know that I think they can sense it when, when uh, people are really genuinely passionate about what they're doing. And uh, I've listened to you guys for a long time and, you know, I thank you for, thank you for accompanying me on my, on my commute. I appreciate it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, that's great too. It's always, it's always crazy to, to to talk to a listener because, you know, 
we talk about the players or media people and we just kind of, you know, they probably don't listen to us. Whatever. Yeah. I, th- I think you're the, uh, yeah, I think you're the first uh, listener that at least that's on the podcast. At least said it. That's yeah, not exactly. like, that's not just saying that. Right. Yeah. So, no, so, I really do. Yeah. yeah. And we appreciate you slumming it today. Uh, I know, <laughs> I know, yeah, I, you know, you're, you're doing on panels at Comic-Con, things like that, YouTube, all sorts of stuff. So thanks for making time out of your uh, busy schedule and uh, checking in with us, you know, that's uh, so. my pleasure. I told my wife, like, I, I go, look, I've, I've done a lot of cons and things like that, but I'm so jazzed to go <laughs> and talk, talk angels baseball right now. Right. That, yeah. Awesome. But thank you, Brian. Again, I really, really appreciate it. Again, that's Brian Crosby, Crosby, the creative director of Marvel themed entertainment. Um, you know, we are going to be back opening day, April 1st. Remember, we're going to have a live broadcast, 6 to 7, uh, first pitch. We're going to do giveaways. We're going to talk about the roster. We're going to do all that stuff. April 1st, again, 6 o'clock to first pitch. You can watch it on YouTube, uh, Facebook, and Twitter. So be there. We're really looking forward to the beginning of the season. So until next time, I am Dallin Garcia. That is Chris, the curator, Johnson. And again, for our special guest, Brian Crosby. And you listen to another edition of the All Angels Podcast.